are now tuned into Sports Brock with Air Auntie. Welcome, Aaron, to the show, everyone. Hi. Cheers. Aaron brought some very classy, very classy rosé. Is it classy? I thought it was classy until someone told me it was Angelina Jolie's. <laughs> She's classy. And then I was like, Isn't she? Is that classy? I don't know. Do we still consider Angela G- uh, Jolie classy? Or is she messy because of all the whole brand? I mean, She's thing. fab. But I don't know if celebrity wine is classy. <laughs> A lot of celebrities have alcohol. Lil John has wine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess. And then Cindy Crawford's husband has a very successful line of tequilas. Okay. I think. Yeah. I think it's... And Skinny Girl Margarita. (laughs) I love Bethany Frankel. (laughs) Me too. I've been watching Shark Tank. You know, she's on that now. Is she? Yeah. I didn't know. I love Bethany Frankel. The first and only time... I remember when Housewives first came out, I was at some event at Milk, Hassan, and she was there, and I was eating a, a vodka Red Bull snow cone. Red Bull plug. And she was in front of me, and I was like, oh, my God, it's Bethany Frankel. I was so excited. Yeah. She goes to my gym. Really? Yeah, but that also weirds me out. I feel like, shouldn't you have your own gym? You're very rich. Yeah. Or she's rich (laughs) on TV. I've seen her on, like, million-dollar listings, and she was looking at homes that were, like, astronomically priced. Yeah, you would think they would have a gym in the basement. Maybe she just wants to be with the people. Yeah, maybe. Speaking of gym, here at Sports Bra... We're sure about sports culture and women in sports. And Aaron is here <clears throat> because Aaron has a very inspiring, very successful, I'm saying it, um, streetwear brand. Yeah. Called Made Me. Do we hate streetwear, the term? Why do they, I mean, like, what else is, it's just clothing. It's a That's clothing what I brand. think it should be called because everyone wears streetwear. Yeah. So just, it's about clothes. the street. It's a yeah. clothes. We're going to call it a women. Focused, cool clothing, clothing company. Bra- clothing company. Thanks. I think streetwear became a term because, like, why? I mean, because I think at a time it was not so popular, so it was something to describe something that was not common. And now I feel like it's just what everyone wears. It's like more. It was supposed to be like more urban. It's yeah, like casual, has, urban. Yeah, it's like saying hip hop, but then not hip hop is very pop. Casual, urban kind of counterculture dressing, I think. And now it's just, that's how you dress. It's just how you dress. It's yeah. very like, <laughs> it's very mainstream at this it point. It is mainstream. So where's my check? <laughs> <laughs> I am a pioneer. You started Made Me in 2007. Which I cannot believe it's been that long. Yeah. I mean, do you celebrate like an anniversary every year or something? No, I never do that. Um because it's kind of like an off and on thing. And now it's been more consistent over the past five years. But leading up to that, I would do maybe like one season a year. I would do two or three jackets here and there, like a cute t-shirt, a special project if I felt like it. And it wasn't something that I really did consistently until about five years ago. Um, so now I feel like it feels kind of more real. Where were you in 2007 when you decided to like start made me like give me like um i was working at supreme at the time so and i and i had a job it was a very like job job you know it still is a very job 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 you know and i was doing a lot of things that were great and i feel lucky to be doing it just didn't feel like everything that fulfilled me at the time so i had this very 
naive idea that if I started this clothing collection, <laughs> I would fulfill all my dreams. <laughs> and look at you. Years later. <laughs> yeah. And then you don't really realize when you're young and you have that much energy and not that much knowledge, you, you don't really realize that, that what that really means is like sending invoices and doing packing lists and wholesale orders and packing boxes and like you know, you think it's fabulous and it's fashion and it's going to be creative. And you're going to be spending all your time designing and developing cool things. And really, you can't spend a lot of time doing that because there's all this other stuff that nobody talks about, you know. So I took on that responsibility at the time when I was really young and dumb. And uh, <laughs> I just kept at it. <laughs> but what's cool about Made Me is that it's not my, it's not... I mean, maybe it's, it's, it's a blessing and a curse in one. It's not what I depend on for my living. So I can do it when I feel like I want to do it. And I can do it when I feel like there's something really cool to do. I never feel pressure to overproduce. Um, I never feel pressure to make more styles every season and make a bigger collection. And I think that's been actually a little bit of the key to its longevity because People don't really get sick of it. And then I don't really end up doing a lot of mistakes because I don't do too, too much, much stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and when things come out, I think they feel special and they feel like people are waiting for them, you know? I remember a leather jacket, I think probably yeah, like... long time ago. Yeah. It was like nine years ago. Yeah, I remember that was like... I'm yeah. doing a little kiss, like a little thing. Yeah. Uh, I remember that jacket, and I remember because I feel like they've, you know, we're in 2019, and I think I've become kind of became familiar with the scene of like downtown New York around 2007. And I remember there's there were a lot of quote unquote streetwear, a few streetwear brands for women, or yeah. that were women focused. Yeah. And I think it's so, I think it's so bizarre that streetwear is now mainstream. But there's not women. There's yeah. no women really yeah. involved in that. Yeah. So uh, I got interviewed for the business of fashion last week or two weeks ago about the same topic. Like, what's up with the girls? Like, where are they? Mm -hmm. You know, and and it was this kind of angle about it being like, oh, this is this industry is so male dominated and like poor us and like all that kind of stuff. And I kind of felt like I was giving answers that they didn't want to hear. That was like not really poor us. It's just like, how come no other girls have stepped up? Yeah. Like, where are you? Mm -hmm. Like, where's your, where's your brand? Where's your store? Where's your, you know, there's just, there is no like X girl, you know, like yeah. they're just, who, who is that? Yeah. I feel like it's kind of almost like we're talking about like music. And I think it was a time where like women rappers disappeared. They were like dominating in the nineties and then they yeah. disappeared. And like Nicki Minaj came back and then like, Cardi B and now there's a whole slew yeah. of like you know young women female rappers or whatever and I think like there are like a, a lot of like brands like bubbling but I think like obviously Made Me has been around for a while mm -hmm. and I was looking and I remember also I had to I was preparing for this interview yeah. and I was like oh my god you made that sluts shirt because yeah. <laughs> it was the Uts logo mm -hmm. right mm-hmm <laughs> Brianna wore it. I, did, yeah. you, did you know it was like gonna be like what it was when you made it? Well, it was like my really good friend Zach Ching. I don't know if you know him, but he started V Files when V Files was small okay. and cool. Remember when V Files was literally the coolest place you could ever possibly go on the planet? It really was. I was like, 
And that was my good friend, Zach. And they first just started with magazines and books and stuff. And then they wanted to start carrying clothes. And he was like, I love Made Me so much. I want to do a special collaboration t-shirt. And I and him and I love Riot Girl, And that's like an old Riot Girl riff. Like mm-hmm. they used to do that graphic. So I was like, cool, let's do it. Haha, <laughs> funny. And who cares? Like, let's make 50 of them and put them in V files. And then she bought it and wore it like two days after it dropped in that store. And I was like, the power of Rihanna like fucking blew my wig off. Like, like <laughs> those t-shirts like flew off my website in literally like 30 seconds after that picture came wow. out and they like evaporated from the store. You know, it's wow. like, yeah, and not a cooler person. Like literally not a cooler person that could have worn that. Cause like she just gets it, and you're like, and that was 2013, and that's when she was like really getting bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like a bad photo if you actually look at it now. Like her pants are a little wild, but like, <laughs> who cares? The top, the top half was good. Top, She's so cool, and I do love an Uds chip. So yeah. like the play. Oh, and they they tried to sue me after that too. I forgot. They about did. It. Yeah. So. <laughs> I forgot. They're like, we are a family brand. <laughs> I was gagged. I should actually find that letter and post it on my Instagram because it was really funny at the time. <laughs> uh, uh, and, chip brand trying to sue you. And they told me, their lawyer told me I had to take all the imagery off my site. And I was like, fuck that. I'm not taking that off. I'm not taking the Rihanna photo. I'm not taking the photos down. It was all sold out. But I was like, I'm not taking it up. And they, they told me, they sent me a letter that said, if you do not take these images off your site, we're going to shut down your entire site. And I'm like, they can't do that. How do you do that? And then Chip money. <laughs> Big chips. Do I, oh, do damn. <laughs> 24 hours later, my whole shit was shut down what yeah they did they did it i don't i don't know and then so like i had to get a lawyer to like write them back and say i'm gonna take everything down and then yeah a potato chip company yeah it came for me fucking shook you down <laughs> <laughs> are you triggered every time you see us like, no, i laugh every time i see the truck i'm like oh my god so funny like oh lol <laughs> you should do like an anniversary like reissue like a small run it's them. a good one you're right, it's, a, it's a very good it's a very very good t-shirt so why made me why what were the were there any other names that you were considering i like to name things i'm yeah, very i, I like get funny what, about that what i don't know sometimes i'm like Ugh, i hate it i want to change the name like nicole's like shut up you're just being weird like it's fine <laughs> <laughs> um why did i name it that um it's just, it's meant to be, and I think I change this all the time, so I'm sure if you Google that, you could probably read some other reason I said, but I think it's me- It's like, it, at the time, it was meant to feel like everything that inspired me over the years, you know, like things I like, and that actually is still true today. It's like, I always look into things I was interested in, so like Rave or Riot Girl or... um you know, any kind of like subculture female centric movements that I was into growing up is usually where I go to start looking for stuff. Mm. You know? so, so it's like all the things that really made yeah. made me. Yeah. Were there any other names that you were considering? I can't remember at the time. I remember standing outside of Supreme, like talking about it with this graphics guy at Supreme and he was like, I like made me it works. The logos are good. And I'm like, Okay. <laughs> it was like that easy. <laughs> What is it like? How do you st- <clears throat> how do you start a company like Ugh. while you're working a full time job? I'm crazy. <laughs> like I like I have 
have to do these made me meetings twice a week at 8 a.m. that I do before I go to work. So this is with your team. And do you and you have a, a full-time like made me staff. So I have two designers. Okay. And I have two people producing. Okay. Yeah. And you have these meetings IRL. Mm-hmm. Twice a week. <laughs> twice a week. 8 a.m. And Tuesday evening. So to so twice a week, 8 a.m. are the like, let's deal with what came in this week. What are the new samples? Do we need to change this? Let's do a fitting. That's twice a week at 8 a.m. And Tuesday nights from 6.30, that's why I had to cancel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 6.30 to 8.30, it's talking about new things. Okay. And you mentioned, I'm very curious because, you know, I'm not from New York. Mm-hmm. I'm not really familiar with, like, creating, or I wasn't uh, with creating brands and, like, sustaining mm-hmm. brands and designing. Mm-hmm. I think what you said about, like, not having pressure to produce seasonally Mm -hmm. for made me like what has to happen for you to really be like oh man i want to i want to put out a new collection like what is that feeling like um like for example i'm uh this spring 19 i'm not doing anything until july so i took spring 19 off because i just had goldie at the you have to design a year in advance basically so at that time i had just had goldie and i didn't feel like doing it i was like i can't do this i want to spend time with my daughter so i i'm taking spring 19 off because that happened a year ago you know Mm. um but then i am doing a ton of stuff for fall 19 because i i came back to work after having goldie and i just felt like like let's get it you know Mm. Like, I just felt like, cool, I'm going to make time for this. I just have to make time for it, really. And I think there's a lot There's a lot of uh, movement and stuff happening with Made Me. I did that whole Converse collection. I did two collections this year, and I think there's a lot of momentum. Um, and I'm working with Nike, like I said, um, this spring. So there's tons of momentum. And what I don't want to happen with Made Me is just to be this, like, collaboration brand. Mm-hmm. And then there's no, like, main line. And everyone's yeah. like, what is this? It's like you're being featured on a bunch of tracks, but you don't have your own album. album. Exactly. Well, exactly. That's a good way to put it. So exactly. So my album's coming in fall. <laughs> Made me drop it. <laughs> so yeah, let's 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 get to the Converse collaboration you just had uh, recently. It's sold out. I looked at this on the site, and I was mm-hmm. like, let me look back on the site, and everything is sold out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw somebody on the train the other day wearing the shoes. I was very Which happy. One? The the board? the um western western the western yeah. vibes yeah. the navy and like beige looking ones yeah. or yeah in this color um very cute so like have you've collaborated with some brands in the past you did some v- stuff with Vans I know mm-hmm. um how do collaborations kind of come about is it something that you go out there and pursue or are people just like hitting you up the bigger companies usually hit me up. Um, so Vans and Converse, they've approached me. X-Girl, I have approached them because that's something I is near and dear to my heart and something I think would be cool and, and not something that other people were doing at the time. Um, and I'm doing another one this year. Um, who else have I worked with? Le Sportsac, they hit me up. So it depends. It depends. And sometimes people hit me up and I'm like not that into it because I feel like maybe it's not going to work. And sometimes I hit people up and they're not that into it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, I really 
I am totally about a Western vibe. So I really, yeah. I loved the the Western collaboration with yeah. Converse. I think that little bag with like. Mm-hmm. So cute, right? <laughs> it's such a like little petty like purse. If I carried a purse, I would definitely carry that bag. Um, how do you, like what's, when you collaborate, is it kind of like just free reign? Mm-mm. Or they say, hey, we want to go in this direction. And you say, okay, cool. I can make something happen. Converse is really cool. They let me just, like, have at it. The thing with Converse that, you know, I wanted to just do shoes because you just know Converse is a footwear company. You don't think Converse makes clothes. I didn't think they made clothes. Yeah, so I think that's why they approached me. Because you make clothes. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) They wanted someone to kind of, like, ignite and kind of help their women's business and the clothing. And I think that was probably part of the deal that was like, let's get this girl to do some clothes and then we'll have give her shoes. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't super psyched on doing clothes in the beginning, to be honest with you, because, you know, there's no reference point for me with Converse clothes or you either, right? I don't think yeah. anyone's like, oh, I used to have this Converse teaser I really yeah. loved. <laughs> um, but, but what I really liked about working with them was that exactly what you were getting at is they let me do literally whatever I wanted. And they were very, very supportive and there was a lot of marketing initiative and they had really great budgets and the photo shoots were two of my favorite photo shoots. The first one was with Lola and the second one was with Paloma. And Shouts out to Paloma. Yeah. Cool. Like literally close person. (laughs) A cool family. Very cool family. I love Sage. Yeah. And, like, Lola and Paloma, those are, like, some high-class ladies, okay? Like, <laughs> I mean, I, you can't get that on a streetwear budget, honey. <laughs> I'm, 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 like, I'm gagging because Aaron is a very famous Madonna fan. Yeah. And I think what I love about New York is that New York allows you to get... I know, it's so weird, right? It lets you, to get, it lets you get so close <laughs> mm-hmm. to things and people that you probably wouldn't be able to elsewhere. No. So no you way. love Madonna and Madonna's yeah. daughter. I mean, who doesn't, honestly? Madonna, I mean, I love Madonna, but like... Madonna's daughter models for you. Yeah, and I love Lola. That's like my little homegirl. And it's so cool because we have this really great rapport now, great relationship, and we've worked together numerous times. And the gag about Lola is nobody really worked with her before I did. She did Stella McCartney. And maybe. <laughs> which is a major gag. I love, I love that pause. Um, I mean, which is crazy because she's such a cutie. Her look is so like. She's fab. It's like she's very so cool. like olive skin. Fab. Great brows. Amazing. And, and it looks great. She looks great in the in the made me yeah. shoot. Yeah. It's cool because I approached her first about doing the um, the first Made Me X-Girl collection I did. I shot Coco Gordon, which was Kim Gordon's daughter. Yes. And Kim started X-Girl. So that, to me, was the connection. And I felt like, wow, what an amazing opportunity and great. And that shoot was amazing. And Kim came to the shoot. And I just, I like, literally stopped breathing. She started looking at the clothes I designed. She's like, these are very nice. I mean, this is the woman who started this shit. And I'm yeah. photographing her daughter. And I literally couldn't talk. I was like, eh, they, eh, they. <laughs> so that was the first one. And then the second one, I was like, how do I possibly top Coco Gordon? Mm-hmm. But I have to like gag everyone with this one. So how do I? And then 
I kept seeing Lola on all a bunch of my friends' Instagrams at the time. Now, this was in 2016. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, Lola's like hanging out in the Lower East Side. She's like, like around. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, wait, what? Is that Lola in this video? <laughs> wait a second. And then like, I hit up a couple of my friends who were hanging out with her that I saw her on their Instagram. And I was like, hey, this is like really strange. I'm doing this collection and I want to shoot her. I'm sure this is like a real long shot, but mm-hmm. like, can you connect me? And like, maybe we can like, go for coffee mm. and like if she's down she trusts me like let's make it happen and she did and she doesn't shoot with anyone by the way she tells everyone no so she's done like Stella McCartney made me <laughs> and she just did the Mio Mio campaign listen I know fab I love her she's so cool and she's really funny and like we get along which is great and like yeah. I feel lucky for that I think yeah. she she definitely like embodies the spirit of made me yeah right along with a past guest of sports bra Beatrice Dumont oh my god yeah you you interviewed her yes I found I saw Beatrice on my popular page I was like who is this black girl skateboarding she's so cool she's so I feel cool. nervous around her it's she, weird I'm like oh she literally <laughs> she is the coolest I was and then she when I was like preparing for the interview i found out she was a basketball player so then i loved oh, yeah. her even she probably more. like fucking dunked on every bitch <laughs> okay <laughs> and that made me like her even more. she's such a sweetheart so like yeah. beatrice she's was very in polite. your very she like has manners yeah she has manners that's a, rare a nice haitian girl from florida yeah so she came to my house to do a sports act shoot and she was not gagged by me she was <laughs> like who's this weird white lady (laughs) talking to me (laughs) and then Shaniqua walked in and it was like she was like in such awe and amazement of Shaniqua like and they became best friends and like walked off into the sunset together and I was just like left in their their white girl does holding the sports sack bags (laughs) I was like writing their checks I was like where do I send it guys (laughs) Like, they know me. <laughs> they hate me, basically. No, I love that collection, too. Yeah, weren't those photos so good? I know I couldn't have picked a better person. Actually, I'm just joking around. I love Shaniqua and I love Beatrice. But um, they, that they got along so well on mm-hmm. set that it just the photos turned out really well. They're yeah. really great photos. I was yeah. watching that video again of, like, her... Yeah, yeah doing did that. Yeah, all that yeah. shit. Of, I don't know what yeah. to call it. The skateboard yeah. moves. <laughs> The motherfucking skateboard <laughs> moves. Well, another reason why Aaron is here is because Aaron is not only a designer, but Aaron is a bad bitch who outruns your fucking uncles and daddies <laughs> <laughs> daily on the West Side Highway. Um, you ran the New York City Marathon. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, was that your first marathon? Yeah. I loved tuning in to your morning <laughs> runs on Instagram. Erin would run with her phone out and like pass men on this run. Let me tell you about like the spirit and power of a woman seeing someone outrun a man at like 6 a.m. <laughs> it made me want to work hard. Cool. So, cool. Nicole used to come home from those runs and like she'd just be like shaking her head because she'd be watching my story. Mm-hmm. She's like, you're literally the most embarrassing person. <laughs> it really is like, fuck your women's march. Just run with Aaron. <laughs> well, what it what, what happened was somebody told me, and I'm not going to say who, but it was somebody 
who I really admire and respect, who's not a woman, told me that just plain, like straight in my face, like straight up, that like men are better than women at sports. Can we get a look? And that was like in like June or July. And then in August, I was like, I'm fucking running the marathon just with that. That was all the in my head. All the motivation you yeah. needed. Yeah. And so all the training and everything that I was doing, I just kept repeating that to myself. And then that's when that Instagramming started because I was like, yeah, watch this bitch. <laughs> Every day I outrun a man on Instagram. But then it got really popular and I'd come to work and everyone would be like, I love this one this morning. <laughs> it was so good. It like I think who I think somebody told me about it. <laughs> really? I, I think, IRL. <laughs> I think Jessica told me about uh. it. And she was like, yo, you gotta watch her Instagram. <laughs> her Instagram is wild. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, let me tune in. Should I start it up again? <laughs> you should absolutely keep it as a running theme. Okay. Okay. I should start it up. I mean, it is funny. I laugh when I'm doing it. It's just so, <laughs> I don't know. I think <clears throat> I ran a half marathon and I literally almost died. So <laughs> I, I trained in everything. But by mile 10, I yeah. was like, I'm just going to walk the rest of the three miles. I ran my first, no, not my first half, but. I ran a half with Raphael, our mutual friend. Yes. Shout out to Raphael. And him and I were supposed to start together in Brooklyn. And it was like three minutes before we were supposed to start because we were like around the same time. And he's not there. And I'm calling him. I'm like, dude, where are you? We're like, we're going like now. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, fuck, I'm still sleeping. For the half? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, hurry up. He's like, okay, cool. I'm going to go now. And so then he came, he showed up beside me and he was wasted. And he probably ran fast. He probably the fastest he's ever run. He's so annoying. He beat me by like three minutes and I was fucking pissed and he reeked. And I was like, dude, you smell like the whole time we ran the, like the most of it together. And I was like, you fucking reek. Like, but it was fun. And then after we had a beer, I, well, I ran my half marathon also with Raphael. Oh, you did? But <laughs> as soon as they said go. I didn't see Raphael again. <laughs> yeah, he's good. <laughs> Until I crossed the finish line and he was drinking his second beer. Yeah. So. Yeah. What one did you run? 2013. Brooklyn or New York? Brooklyn. Okay. But now Brooklyn's very popular and it yeah. sells out very fast. That's what, the one I ran with him, but I think that was like 2016 or something. It's not bad because it's, you know, what, in the park for like one loop and then your own ocean parkway or whatever. For like, it's very flat for yeah, a long time. Yeah, but that sucks, that part. I'm just looking at the highway signs, and I'm like, ugh. It wasn't bad to me. The The marathon sounds awful. Yeah, it's terrible. Talk to me about training for the marathon. It was hard because, as I already explained to you, I have these 8 a.m. meetings. <laughs> so what time are you getting up? Yeah, I get up at like 5.30, 5.45. And for all of you who are not aware, Erin is a wife and a mother. Yeah. They hate me. <laughs> So Nicole's a normal person, <laughs> not me. So this energy of like you know you're obviously a successful businesswoman. You work and you have a a business on the side. This sports energy, this sports bra energy. Um, were you an athlete growing up? Yeah, 
That's how I came. I'm not a. I'm not American, and I'm not from New York. Yes, you're Canadian. I'm Canadian, um, and I grew up outside in Toronto. And um, I played soccer and basketball all my life growing up. And my ticket out of Canada and the suburbs was getting a scholarship. So I got a full scholarship to Hofstra University. Whoa! Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! I graduated from Hofstra. We what? Why don't we just find this out? <laughs> really? Yes. What? What year? 2007. Okay. Yeah. 2003, I graduated. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Dun, 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 okay. Dun. Oh my God. You're going to love this story. Then. Go ahead. <laughs> so I, I got trips, you know, when you're getting recruited, you get five recruiting trips and I got recruited to much bigger schools, but it was like Iowa and it was Florida and it was Buffalo and there was these big, big schools. And I was like, I hate all of those places. They're mm-hmm. very... America that you and I don't want to know, you know? And then Hofstra recruited me. I was like, it's kind of a smaller school, as you know. And I was so young that I thought when they picked me up from the airport, they brought me to Times Square. Mm -hmm. And so I basically thought I was moving to like New York City. (laughs) No, honey, get on that (laughs) L-I-double-R to Hempstead. Yeah, exactly. So I had no idea. And I was so young. It was dark when they picked me up. They brought me to Times Square for dinner. I think we went to Red Lobster. And then they drove me in the dark. (laughs) To Hempstead. (laughs) Two hours later, I woke up in Hempstead. And then like the next day, I went back to LaGuardia. And I was like, Mom, that school is in New York City. That's where I'm going. (laughs) They so Hofstra bamboozled you. Basically. Into thinking you were going to be in New York City. Wow. So, um... I played soccer there for one year and I wanted to fucking kill myself. I cried every day. I called my mom every day and I was like, I need to go back home because where I grew up was just outside Toronto and it was very open and alternative and I was raving and I was gay and I was making out with the hot girls and I was like doing all my things. And then I came there and I was like, wait, what? Italian girls and Jewish girls named Daniel. With high ponytails? Driving Range Rovers and BMWs. Yikes. How did you do that? It was a lot. There's a lot of West Indian people and African people at Hofstra. It's like a very like everybody from Brooklyn and Queens that is like West Indian I met at Hofstra. So I didn't really deal with a lot of that. Long Long Island energy. It was so much Long Island energy. So I dropped out after the first year. I was like, Mom, I'm going to fucking kill myself. It's not for me. And I moved downtown Toronto with my best friend, and we were partying and staying up for days, like raving. I worked mm-hmm. at Starbucks, and I, like, dropped out of sports. I had a full scholarship, Division One Soccer. Yeah, and I was like, I just left it all in the dust. To make I, fucking frappuccinos. Yeah. And one night um, before uh, the training, the I can't remember what it's called, the, the spring training for soccer, my mom picked me up in the middle of the night. We were super fucked up from a rave. And my, my, my best friend was like, dude, your mom and dad are in the minivan downstairs in the driveway. And I was like, what? I just did like five E's. That's what you used to call them at the time. (laughs) I was like, are we hallucinating? What? And then she was like, dude, they're fucking down there right now. And I was like, ah. So what it was, my parents had called Hofstra behind my back and got my scholarship back. (laughs) Because I was fucking up. And they threw me in the van, the minivan, and drove me for 
all the way down to New York to Hempstead and like dropped me off. And they were like, you're doing this. So I played soccer for another year and then I was shooting in the gym. I was playing basketball by myself. I got lunch Mm -hmm. and the basketball coach was like, whoa, do you want to play for Hofstra basketball? And I was like, sure. I guess I hate everybody here. I might as well like (laughs) fill out my sketch. (laughs) So I was playing division one soccer and basketball for my last two years. Wow. I had no clue. Yeah. Cool. I'm like, so that's so cool. I never meet anyone. Everyone's like, oh, what? Did you sneeze? Like, what is that? (laughs) No, (laughs) I I wanted to be in the city, too. I mean, you've mentioned a lot of, I guess, uh, female artists who inspired you, um, you, I've read you love Courtney Love. Yeah. Um, were there any athletes that you kind of like look to? Any or I used to love Abby Wambach. Uh. I used to think we were gonna date. <laughs> like I really was like, that's just gonna be my wife. <laughs> oh my god, I was um, I was think looking Madonna uh, for some reason came up because she's been kind of problematic recently. <laughs> I mean, it's. it's her butt. I know, but I really like. You just have to like just overlook. Yeah, I'm like but, okay. But I was looking. She has really all these amazing photos of her sitting sideline at Knicks games mm, when yeah, she was those dating these photos. When she was Ingrid? dating when she was dating that woman Ingrid or whatever. Caceres, yeah. So I want to be Ingrid Caceres and Madonna for Halloween. I've asked Nicole every fucking Halloween since we started dating. I want to wear the Knicks jerseys. Nicole has the perfect hair. She can be Ingrid. I can be Madonna. And she refuses. She's like, no one's going to get it. I'm like, everyone. Nicole, stop playing. Let your wifey have her moment. That's such a good costume. Let your wifey have her moment and wear her very young <laughs> Knicks jersey. Because also at that game, wasn't she sitting by Magic Johnson and they were like, Key King? Like, it's she a lot of go, photos. She used to go to, uh, she went to basketball games for a good two years. Like, so she was dating Tess Ro- Rodman during that era, yes. Ingrid during that era. Um, I feel like Tupac was around then and maybe Sandra Bernhardt. They were all like mixed in. That was, I, li- I live for Sandra Bernhardt. Me too. That's a good foursome. Like, those being your people, that's a good crew. That's a good crew. <laughs> so you said Made Me has a huge uh, fall. We're doing, we're, th- we're looking towards the fall, right? Yeah. That's when the next drop is. Uh, there's stuff hap- like there's Nike's going to be in July, and then there's going to be uh, Axe Girl in August, and then main, my what, album's coming out. And in- what can you tell us about Nike? I know a little. What can you tell us about Nike? Um, that it's going to surround the Women's World Cup. Which is cool and exciting for me because it connects back to my soccer history. That's yeah. what I was trying to get with that yeah. full circle moment to end this interview. <laughs> you know what's the most for full circle thing? And then I can stop talking. Is that <laughs> Nicole reminded me of this. So I came to New York to play soccer. And then when I graduated playing soccer, I didn't have a job. And the head of Umbro, him and his kids used to come and be fans of our team at Hofstra. And mm-hmm. I used to like sign his kids' autographs and stuff. Wow. And he was like, what are you doing when you graduate? And I was like, nothing. I have nothing to do. And he was like, do you want to work for me? So I worked at Umbro for like a year and a half. And Supreme kept calling the phone. Mm-hmm. So one day I picked up and I was like, hey, I just picked up the phone that was ringing. Mm-hmm. And this guy on the other line was like, hi, this is Supreme. This company called Supreme. We have a small store downtown. And... 
we want to make a soccer jersey mm-hmm. and we want to make it with Umbro. And I was like, to my boss, I was like, there's this cool store. It's like, no one really knows about it. It's called Supreme. <laughs> no, this is no 16 really, years ago. No one really knows about it. <laughs> it's called Supreme, but it's really cool. I used to go there all the time. I told my boss and, and he was like, I don't know what you're talking about. But it, like, literally he was like, if you stop talking, I'll let you do this. Mm-hmm. If this is something that you want to do. I'll let you do it. Just like stop bugging me. And I was like, okay, cool. I want to do this. I think it's a good look. So I went and met with Supreme to have the, to make a collaborative Umbro Supreme soccer jersey. And that's how I got my job at Supreme. Wow. Over a soccer jersey. And now? I'm doing, yeah, this other soccer stuff with Nike, which is cool. Full circle moment. So I, Nicole was like, you notice all your big opportunities have come through playing soccer. Whoa. There you have it. There you have it. Sports bras. (laughs) Sports bras, baby. Let's take off our shirts, expose our sports bras. <laughs> thank you so much, Erin, for coming yes, and sharing and taking flight with me on this episode of Sports Bra. We're going to be looking forward to seeing all that you have in store for this Sports Bra uh, World Cup soccer moment. In the meantime, you guys, obviously all her social media stuff will be on the Sports Bra Instagram, but support made me. Thanks. Follow made me. Aaron at me, me, all that. Cool. Thank you.